1: Welcome to the Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada, exploring cutting-edge health and wellness information and therapies, helping you to take your health to the next level. I am your host, Kathy Biase, and I am an holistic nutritionist and a professional cancer coach. Inflammation is a topic that we have covered extensively on many of our shows on the Health Hub. and today's show, we will be talking about turmeric and using it to reduce inflammation and increased longevity with our guest, Dr. Shivani Gupta. Turmeric, or curcuma longa, is a flowering plant in the ginger family. The active ingredient in turmeric is a yellow compound called curcumin. Curcumin has been extensively studied with over 19,000 PubMed citations and over 400 clinical studies for various chronic illnesses. Dr. Shivani Gupta is an Ayurvedic practitioner and expert in fusing Eastern and Western practices that help our bodies achieve equilibrium. She completed her master's in Ayurvedic sciences and her PhD on turmeric. Inflammation is a root cause for many health issues in our lives, and we have the power to overcome it. Her passion is teaching at-home remedies to reduce inflammation naturally. That will help you enjoy more energy, less brain fog, less pain, and ultimately achieve vibrant health. Dr. Shivani Gupta has practiced Ayurvedic medicine for over 20 years, and her approach is to show you the tools in your toolkit so you can reach for them every time you need them. She is also the founder of Fusionary Formulas, an Ayurvedic company that helps people with inflammation and pain. This is a lot of good information on turmeric if you've ever had any any sort of query into it wanted to learn more about it and its application we talk about how turmeric um, is is so effective for reducing inflammation how reducing inflammation can increase longevity how to choose a, a good turmeric supplement and lots of other things in and around this this topic so do stay tuned with us we will be back in just a few minutes to talk
0: with dr gupta you are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to The Health Hub. Today's show has been recorded. No opportunity for calling in. Please do follow us On our social sites, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I guess I should change that to X now. And we are at the Health Hub RMC on all those locations. That's going to be a, I've said that for so long, I'm going to have to really write that down and look at it. Anyways, Dr. Shivani Gupta, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we, you know, in talking about how we wanted to, get so much information that is stored in your brain out to people. You know, the major topic that we're going to be covering today is inflammation and you're hitting this through the Ayurvedic medicine pathway. How did this all come about to you in your in your journey, in your history, in in, in all of it to bring you to where you are today?
2: Sure. So I grew up in the typical immigrant American family. My parents came from India and they sought out the American dream. And growing up, we'd go home to India to see my grandparents, my cousins, my family. And every time we went to India, I would see so much tragedy. People were suffering from diabetes, heart disease, Parkinson's. And as time progressed through high school, it got more tragic. And I thought to myself, something's wrong here. Not only do I feel like I have no immune system and I get sick every month and the doctor keeps giving me antibiotics and something's not working, Every time I go to India, I can kind of see my future. My future is that this is going to happen to my parents and then this is going to happen to me. This must be like this is my genetics. And so it really set me on a path of discovery. And finally, once when I was sick in India, I looked around and I told my parents, you know what? I think we're in the land of yoga and Ayurveda. And I think all these drugs aren't working for me, and we need to find another way. And when I opened up the treasure chest of Ayurveda and studying under the gurus in India, I was like, wow, we need to really address inflammation. We need to use these super spices for our health. We need to adopt a different healthy lifestyle if we want to even survive and thrive in this lifetime that we have.
1: Well, how did you tie you know, this huge topic of inflammation to your particular health concerns?
2: Well, I learned that diabetes is caused by inflammation, by obesity, by stress, by not exercising. It's a lifestyle disease. And when I learned that, I, I thought, what is inflammation? I don't even understand what that is. And when I finally started researching and understanding it, I realized, wow, inflammation is multifactorial. But the life we have in modern day times, at least in the West and most of the world, it's set up to inflame us. And so it's almost like an active role we have to take in our health just to prevent inflammation, just so that I could prevent disease. And in my case, more especially diabetes.
1: There are, you know, on this show, we've had over 300 shows. So many of them have this underlying concept of reducing inflammation. I mean, even when I work with my clients, it's about reducing inflammation. So When it comes to your practice and to your beliefs, how does the Ayurvedic pathway maybe differ or encompass more than what we see
2: even in traditional integrative medicine? Sure. So Ayurveda is an ancient system of medicine from India, and it's over 5,000 years old. And within Ayurveda, we have so many different modalities or um, areas that we reach into, like circadian rhythm. We reach into detoxing. We teach so much about gut health and the importance of the gut digestive fire being the center of all health. Our goal is to bring body, mind, and spirit into alignment. We teach about living in flow and going downhill or um, down river downstream and living an easier way of life rather than fighting upstream every day. And so in Ayurveda, that obsession with gut health, making gut health the central tenet, is one key way. We teach about how to eat, when to eat, what to eat, what not to combine together when you eat. So I would say food and digestion is the first key way we address inflammation. Second is circadian rhythm, living in rhythm with nature allowing nature to heal you. A third big way is circadian rhythm and sleep, le- sleeping according to nature's clock. Um, and then I would say we have a lot of stress management tools. Ayurveda is a sister science to yoga. So yoga, meditation, and really mindfulness, building that stress resilience is a big way to to manage inflammation as well.
1: When you're working with people, can you actually tap into all of these or do you yourself have a particular specialty within the Ayurvedic medicine field?
2: So I like to work with people who are suffering from inflammation or autoimmune conditions who aren't getting the answers they want from the traditional route. And so I do specialize in inflammation, circadian rhythm, the super spices, self-care, and really kind of bringing it all together in the, with the goal being build vibrant health. You know, it's, To me, health has always been a very active job of mine. I don't have a choice with the health I have. I suffered with leaky gut. I've suffered with what felt like no immune system my whole life. And so now that I've figured out my own rhythm, that's what I want to show women is even as we age through our decades and some of us suffer with perimenopause and menopause and these things, we can keep looking at our equations and our toolkit and Ayurveda has such deep rich toolkits that we've never been exposed to. But by supporting ourselves and detoxing daily and self-care daily, we can create like a new paradigm when it comes to our health.
1: When we're talking about women's health. So this, you know, women's health is, is delicate and intricate and Uh, ever-changing. When you're talking about, you know, perimenopause, premenopause, perimenopause, postmenopause Um, to me, our general mind of thinking is just get through it. Um, (laughs) You know, like live day to day, do your chores, hot flash, you know, put the fan on, move, whatever. Um, But I don't think that that pays good, you know, enough homage to why our system is changing. And, you know, when you're dealing with someone going through the different phases of life within this beautiful space that you're practicing in Ayurveda, Um, Would honoring our bodies as we change be part of what you are trying to explain to women and in honoring our bodies, understanding why the
2: changes are happening and how to deal with the changes? Absolutely. You know, Ayurveda teaches us to honor this body as a temple and to love on it. And I consider the self-care rituals, self-love rituals, and each thing you do should feel like this loving investment into self. And I myself am aging with my whole crew and tribe. And so it's funny because I, I can feel their pain points every year as I'm going through. And it's it's a remembering of how much we can we can take this time to be so much more intuitive with ourselves. We have more wisdom as we go through our years and honoring where the body's at instead of battling against it Mm -hmm. is pretty important. And I myself will find myself ready to go to battle with my body and say, oh no, that's it. You need to lean out, clean out. And then my other voice inside of me says, you know what? that doesn't serve you. You know, you know better, you know about nutrient density, nutrient variety, living according to seasons. And so that, that remembering of honoring the body is so key. Otherwise, we just won't have peace in our lives as we go through these years. And how does inflammation through these
1: years, how does that filter into the, you
2: know, the different phases of women's lives? Well I've been doing a lot of research lately on aging because I'm speaking at a longevity conference and as I read the science on longevity markers and cellular senescence and apoptosis and all these big you know words around cellular aging I realized that if we don't actively pay attention to a lot of different factors around what we're consuming what our body is experiencing then that inflammation is only gonna rise. And then as we hit each decade of our life or even half decade from what I'm seeing, you almost hit a, a wall or you get a big slap in the face. And all of a sudden you have to recalibrate. The body isn't going to just keep going like it did five years back or 10 years back. We have to look at the entire equation and say, okay, in this formula, A plus B no longer equals C. It's, I've got to use D plus E equals G. And where am I going to pull in those elements? What is the new toolkit I have to build? What are the supplements? What are the foods? What is the new rhythm? Do I need to rest more? Um, And so inflammation is something we have to, in my opinion, really actively pay attention to because Insulin resistance tends to go up as we age. Our um, cells that need to die off and turn over don't do that as fast. We've got this tendency to accumulate inflammation over time. And if we don't reduce it, that's when we as women have these health struggles that are louder, hormonal imbalances, gut health imbalances. The stack up is just painful.
1: And we tend to fight the aging process. I mean, you know, we we all know in our mind's eye that, you know, none of us are making it out of here alive. Um, But we still, I find most women, myself included, I have to admit, are in this battle with aging and trying to, you know, trying to beat back the hands of time. Do you think if we were more accepting of the changes in our body and not trying to compare ourselves with, with younger generations. It, do you, I think, I mean, obviously that would make us more healthy mentally, but when we take care of our health as you are proposing, as it changes through the stages, do you think that that helps us
2: get through each phase of life in a more positive light? I do. You know, just yesterday I was having this conversation where I said, you know, I'm 43, but I somehow want my body to function like I'm 33. I don't understand why is, you know, perimenopause type situations happening. Why am I having to manage hormones like estrogen and progesterone? Why do I have to change my workout and gym? Why do I have to change my diet and, you know, adjust portion size? Um, Why do I have to, you know, it's so much that that I can just imagine that as we're going through each decade, it's almost like we're trying to be gladiators and de-age our chronological age hard and fast. And the body's saying, hey, this train is going forward. It's not going to go in reverse. Mm-hmm. So you can do all the things you want to do to prop yourself up, but you're not going to win at the de-aging game unless unless you're like, you know, the billionaire who's out there de-aging literally by doing 100,000 things a day. And so I, I reminded myself, look, okay, you're going to age it might get a little slower. The body might move a touch slower, but you have so much power to look and feel however you want to like take a step back from society norms. Uh And how do you want to feel in your body and what makes you proud of your body and what makes you happy? And to me, what makes me happy is knowing that I'm eating seasonally knowing I'm eating for nutrient variety, knowing my blood work is excellent and I'm preventing the diseases that I see or saw in my family, like feeling healthy, strong and fit matters to me. I don't need to be a bodybuilder, but I need to feel like I'm a strong woman and I don't get injured over tiny things. Like I, I like having resilience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do think that as women, we need to look at it from like the six pillars of health, like take a global view of ourselves and design for ourselves our own six pillars. And then once we know what's true to us, step forward confidently with that and have the mental health in place. That's not always chasing something that's unattainable.
1: Would you say, you know, there's so much out there about biohacking and wearing devices and, and all this other stuff. Would you say by understanding the, the pillars of Ayurvedic medicine that you are able to use those pillars as a biohacking tool, maybe even in, in deeper sense than, than the gadgets that we could wear?
2: Absolutely. It's interesting. I've been to three biohacking conferences in the last year, and it was fun to go and explore the tools and look at everything and see all the tech. Um, But so much of what the tech is trying to achieve is exactly what IRV that gives you in a very non-tech way. And so i laugh sometimes when I see all the technology because I'm like, okay, well, either I can build a biohacking room for thousands of dollars and go sit in there for two hours a day. Or I could go walk at the park every day for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and decompress and have the natural sunlight, the fresh air, the trees, the grass, the earth heal me. And so, yes, I think Ayurveda has taught us so much simplicity and we under the mm-hmm. power of the most simple tools to heal us. Mm-hmm. And so this modern day life is trying to show us to speed up and go more And the minute we can kind of sit down and say, well, if I restructured my whole life to, yes, be productive and successful and invest in growth or whatever matters to us, but also simultaneously build in the decompression time in a healing way, then I I do think you can accomplish 90% of what those biohacking tools do by using Ayurveda's toolkit. Do you think there's
1: a difference between the terminology longevity and anti-aging?
2: That's a great question. I haven't thought about it. I mean, anti-aging sounds more active, like you are trying to actively de-age yourself or reverse mm-hmm. your chronic chronic chronological age. Uh longevity feels like the investment in higher quality mm-hmm. of life through all the years that you have. And I'm definitely of the school of thought that I want to live a long life, but I only want to live it if the quality of life is amazing and I get to be vibrant and I get to be a change maker and and enjoy this life. I think so much of what we're doing is investing in health at the expense of taking out all the joy.
1: Mm-hmm. I, exactly what I was going to circle back to. I think there's a very big difference. This is just my personal opinion between someone who is striving for longevity and someone who is after anti-aging. Um and I think you know when you can tune into your body as you are trying to teach people to do you are on this path to longevity where uh, you know uh, from a from birth to to our exit things are always changing and our body is giving us signs and symptoms and the more that we can understand them the healthier and the longer life we'll have. So I think it's I think there is a big difference. Now, before we end this segment because I wanted to get into this a little bit earlier, I wanted to segue into your passion and your your PhD in turmeric. Um what what brought you on to this herb spice of all the other ones that um you know can be included in diet or have very high potent medicinal qualities?
2: Sure. So I was sitting in my master's program of Ayurvedic sciences, which I honestly could do that same thing again and again for the rest of my life. There's so much depth to, to Ayurveda. There's so much to learn so much to apply to life. But we were sitting in the spices herbology class and they were going through each herb and spice. And I realized everything in my kitchen cabinet is so powerful and so potent. Here in the West, we're taught that the superfoods are the best. We should eat our blueberries and our spinach and our salmon. And we put all these 10 weird things in our protein shakes in the morning because they're good for us, like goji berries and hemp seeds and algae. Like we're reaching for all these bags of superfoods not thinking about food combination and and how they feel sometimes. But if you just looked at the Indian spice cabinet between cumin, cilantro, um, cardamom, all these different things, and most especially turmeric, even ginger, there's such potent power. they are such great antioxidants, anti-inflammatories. So the minute we got to turmeric, I was like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like this one spice could have done everything for my family that I saw happening. It's such a powerful anti-inflammatory. And I just embarked on the study of it. By the time I finished my PhD, I was an evangelist of turmeric Mm -hmm. and I became such a fan of it. I thought, what if we took this thing and applied it to all of Western medicine? Like what if we showed all of the different subspecialties of medicine that turmeric can go after every itis or every inflammation in the body. And so that's been kind of my area of study and research for this last almost decade now. I only know
1: surface level information about turmeric i am very much looking forward to the second half of the show we're going to tie all of this in i know it feels like we're coming from like different camps we're going to tie all of this in we're going to bring in surgical applications for turmeric so everybody stay tuned we will be back in just a few minutes
0: you are listening to the health hub here on radio maria canada a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi.
1: Welcome back to the Health Hub. We are talking with Dr. Shivani Gupta. Shivani, Let's talk about turmeric. Um, you know, give us the highlights of what, you know, the medicinal qualities of it, what we should be looking for in a good supplement. And then let's tie it back to inflammation. Um, and I would like to talk about surgery because that's sort of something that's
2: really, you know, important to me at the moment. Sure. So, turmeric is such a powerful spice. We talk about superfoods, but I really think that the ultimate superfood is turmeric. Turmeric is anti-inflammatory. It's antioxidant. Not only does it have antioxidant properties, but it goes after oxidation in the body and, and re- like prevents it. So it's like a preventer of future oxidation, which I like that aspect a lot. Because when we talk about aging, which is a natural process of the body, it's going to go after the things that make us feel like we're aging and reduce those. Symptoms and those issues as well. It's a very powerful antiviral, which I use it a lot for that purpose as my powerful immune support. It's antibacterial. It's antifungal. It's anti. Um, it's anti a lot of disease names, so I'm not allowed to like say them that way. But the research shows that it's very anti um, any inflammatory issues in the body. It's liposomal, like it's a lipophilic plant. So it likes to be taken with fat and or it's better absorbed with black pepper. So that's why you see a lot of formulations using black pepper, because that's going to increase the absorption by 2000 percent in the body. Um, And there's so much to curcumin. It um, helps with cellular senescence, autophagy, apoptosis. All these big words basically mean all the cells in our body that are supposed to die off and clear out of the way that process slows down as we age and curcumin will go in there and clean house. It's also um, anti-obesity. So it reduces inflammation, which helps us with our metabolic syndromes, which is another big issue as we age. It helps with insulin resistance. I mean, truly when I read the science, it always just shocks me how much turmeric can do for us. Okay, so let's back up and just
1: clarify something. Um, We cross paths between turmeric and curcumin. Curcumin is the active ingredient in turmeric. And is this what we're looking for?
2: Yes. So out of the entire turmeric plant, a lot of people buy it fresh and juice it. When you dry it into a spice, it's becoming that much more potent and concentrated. When you have the spice, only 3% of it is the curcuminoids. There's three curcuminoids that we've studied the most that we know are are so powerful, and, and we will find more science over time. Out of those three curcuminoids, the one curcumin is the most effective at reducing inflammation. And so, when we look at the supplement world out there, a lot of times they're just giving you turmeric powder. They put on the label curcuma longa, that's the plant name. And so, they're really wasting our time and money because they're saying, Hey, I'm giving you turmeric the spice. Well, you could have bought turmeric the spice for $3 and sprinkled it on your eggs in the morning. Like you didn't have to take that part in a supplement. What we're seeking is a very high dose of standardized potent curcumin at a 95% standardization or greater. And that's what's going to drive the result when you want a potent thera- therapeutic result in the body. Are there different types of turmeric out there? I wish, What should we be looking for in a supplement? You know, there are a lot of different types of turmeric. When you're looking at a supplement label, I think it's so important to look at the milligrams. Are they giving you a thousand milligrams of curcumin per day? Are they adding something to increase the absorption? Because curcumin is not that bioavailable if you don't add the black pepper or the healthy fat. Um, So I'm a big fan of the black pepper side. And a lot of people are fans of the liposomal side. We have no apples to apple study in the science literature right now that says that one is better than the other. So you kind of have like team fat and team black pepper, both saying that they're the best. Um, So you could always try both and see which one supports you better. Um, If they don't standardize to the 95, 5%, you have no idea what you're getting in terms of that ratio of the three curcuminoids. And in the supplement world, unfortunately, the the goal is very high margins as opposed to supplements that drive a result. And so I strongly prefer supplements created for doctor's offices. Um, There's a lot of supplement companies that are built for functional medicine who are really driving a potent result And those practitioner lines are there and the practitioners know what works and what doesn't. So you can't really play a game there. If you're not going to drive a result, you're not going to be recommended to the patients. Um, But those are kind of the the key pieces. And then really going with a company you trust. The other big issue is most supplements are made by multinational global companies who, who aren't as focused on therapeutic doses. They're more focused on manufacturing the cheapest product they can.
1: Got it. Now, let's get into, so I I would like you to introduce the supplement that you have created, um, the company name and why you feel yours is tops on the market.
2: Sure. So about eight years ago, when I finished my PhD on turmeric, I was such an evangelist. And my family looked at me and said, if you're going to tell everyone to take turmeric for everything, you should just make your own. And so I partnered with a factory, it was owned by an MD. And I said, look, I actually want to build something where orthopedics can stop giving us such powerful NSAIDs when we hurt ourselves. Because I'd had this experience of um, throwing out my back and also having plantar fasciitis. And every time when I took the NSAIDs 24 hours a day for seven to 10 days, the side effects were horrible, like stomach aches and everything. And so I said, I just want to be able to prove that turmeric from Ayurveda is as effective. And so that's what I sought out to do. And I went and I traveled and I sourced this very potent form of curcumin. It's 95%. Our ratios of our curcumin to other curcuminoids is very um, accurate and very potent. So I source out of India, I manufacture in the US, and the supplement company I created is called Fusionary Formulas. And I made it truly to show practitioners across the board that they have a different choice, that we could offer the patient something natural. And of course, you know, pharmaceuticals are wonderful. I use them when needed. They do the job. They're very um, effective. But many of us can't tolerate every single pharmaceutical. And many of us want to come off those solutions and move into natural solutions faster. And so I've been able to prove over these eight years in orthopedics that they can cut their opioid use and half when they use it. I've been able to prove that people can come off of NSAIDs and take it. And so I usually work with functional medicine, primary care, rheumatology, orthopedics, and chiropractic.
1: When we talk about orthopedics, you were talking about plantar fasciitis, um, you hurt your back. Those are non-surgical procedures, but how have you had success, not but, but can you tell us how you've had success going beyond um, into the surgical field, how application and and usage of turmeric and, cur- and the curcuminoids have helped um, people come off of opioids painkillers more readily than if not on turmeric.
2: Sure. So i've I've worked very closely with orthopedics over the eight years because my my main first target was orthopedics, um, and my orthopedic surgeons have patients who you know have that chronic osteoarthritis in their knees, that chronic joint pain, many of them eventually need joint replacements, partial knee, total knee. Um, and so when the patients go for surgery, the physicians have now added to their surgical notes, the post-op notes, you can start on what we give you, whatever we prescribe. And as soon as you are ready, um, start taking the turmeric supplements. And then as soon as you're ready, you can come off the pharmaceutical and see when that turmeric supplement will hold you at pain-free because we know that opioids are gonna be constipating, they can lead to addiction. So the a lot of times the patient is walking in knowing these issues and wants to come off that solution faster. So that's how we were able to prove, because if you look at the metrics, this given orthopedic practice here in South Florida has cut their opioid use in half um, out of the practice. And that's an important metric because we're dealing with a world where people are gonna need surgeries. We have traumas, we have issues, but if we all knew we had a natural pharmacy, I call it F-A-R-M, pharmacy at home, we could constantly reach to it for support. And it's going to be anti-inflammatory. It's going to increase blood flow in the body, increase healing, get to the root cause of inflammation, not just masking the pain and masking the pathways. And thus we're going to have a better result. And so I've been speaking at plastic surgery conferences, surgical conferences, and the doctors tell me now, hey, we actually want to give our patients less medication. We want them to have better outcomes. And that's why we're interested in this. Let's talk about... Pre-surgical use of turmeric, I think, is
1: an important thing to to discuss. Uh, we can't just blanket say everybody take this. What is what are some of the considerations um, of pre-surgical uh, applications of turmeric?
2: So, turmeric is a vasodilator. It is going to thin the blood. It is going to be a blood thinner in the body. So, and it's also an anticoagulant. So, you have to be careful. You should not take turmeric, at least a potent turmeric supplement, if you're on a blood thinner. Um, All of my physicians know to keep an eye on that. Most of my surgeons look at it and say, you know what? We're going to come off turmeric. seven days before if they want to be cautious. Some of them go as close to three days, but I think that's a little cavalier. So usually seven days before they are saying, patient, please come off the turmeric and pretty much all supplements, which is standard mm-hmm. to ask the patients to come off of everything that they're taking. And then post-op, they wait a week as well because it can have that blood thinning effect.
1: Okay. So let's circle back to what we were discussing first half, uh, aging, longevity. Um, is turmeric something you know? It's targeted for what you're using here in the orthopedic space and surgical spaces. But is this something you would recommend on the daily for longevity, for women's health? Is it a supplement that should be taken as part of your everyday routine?
2: I firmly believe that because I do believe that we are living in an inflammatory world. We're living in a world that's not on purpose, but very, it's doing a great job of inflaming us on all levels. And so, yes, I think a daily preventive and a daily action plan, almost like a battle plan is pretty important. Most of us need to be taking our D, most of us need to be taking other supplements to keep our health up. And I think turmeric is that powerful. It's to me, it's like a multivitamin. I take it every day, no matter what, everything else to me is optional because I want every system in my body working well. And then I reach into turmeric formulations. Like I made one called inflammation relief. If I hurt myself or I'm inflamed or I eat something wrong in a restaurant, anytime I can feel my system reacting, I'll take that additionally to cool things down, almost like a painkiller to support the body. So it just depends on where you're at.
1: And different dosages. Is that the, the main difference?
2: Yes. Turmeric gold is a potent daily curcumin supplement. So it's the 500 milligrams of curcumin, four milligrams black pepper extract, turmeric plant to honor that whole plant with extract has a powerful benefit and synergistic effect. And when I designed inflammation relief, I wanted to see, you know, could I convince everyone to use a true classic Ayurvedic formula? Because it's more of a symphony of herbs that gets the job done. It's more honoring how mother nature designs things. So it's curcumin, but it's baswilia, dry ginger, amla, and that fusion together is what creates that more, I wouldn't say more powerful, but a different approach to inflammation. And then what we've seen over the last eight years is everyone takes both for their chronic joint pain. And so what I am most successful at is helping people with their chronic joint pain.
1: Rheumatoid arthritis and so forth.
2: Exactly. The chronic joint pain that like takes away your function and keeps you less mobile. It's just so important that we stay mobile. We stay moving Again, because otherwise we're going to get inflamed and obese, and then cause all the horrible diseases we don't want to have. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I can think of someone right off the top of my head who would be very, you know, benefit a lot. So we're talking different. We're talking different dosages with with the different applications, basically.
2: Correct. Different dosages and different formulations with different ingredients. You know, there's so much we can do with turmeric. I I could create 10 formulas with turmeric. One would be more joint pain focused. One would be sleep focused. Um, There's just so many applications. Sleep focused? I've never heard turmeric. Sleep focused? I've never heard turmeric in that space. Yeah. In the sense that it's adaptogenic It eases the body. It's going to go in there and reduce that inflammation systemically. Um, It does so much that I can see it used across the board for everything.
1: Interesting. Do you know of any medications that turmeric is contraindicated for within
2: any of the health diseases or just common medications? You know, we know it for blood thinners the most. I haven't seen any science contraindicating anything else. None at all. Not that I've read. I have seen that if people have kidney stones, they need to be weary. um, And that's it.
1: What about certain cancer medications? Have you heard anything about that? Some of the the hormonal medications?
2: Good question. I have seen it to be very effective with certain cancer medications. Like I've read that side of it. Mm -hmm. And then I haven't read the negative side. But I'm sure it exists. I'm sure if I dug deep enough, I could find it. We we do have to be aware when we take supplements.
1: Right. So someone should be discussing with someone who's in the know before jumping onto a a supplement like this.
2: Sure. Or do some research yourself. Like all you have to do is go into Google Scholar and type your drug name against curcumin. Because in my opinion, based on all the research I did, and I'm in the science in PubMed Mm -hmm. and in clinicaltrials.gov, every other weekend of my life, building presentations for medical conferences. Um, If you search and it's not there, it's fine because curcumin is one of those very universal, easily absorbed. um, I'm even in a study right now where we're trying to understand why is it so well-received on so many receptors? Why is it just, it's kind of shocking sometimes to me why it's so well-received by the body. Hmm. So, We're researching that. But yes, I I think everyone should have some caution when it comes to their supplementation and pay attention and do your regular blood work. Your blood work is your diagnostic. I know my D levels, cholesterol levels, omega-3 levels. So I can tell you very clearly when I'm more inflamed or less inflamed because I have that metric for my personal body.
1: Yeah, I think blood work is a very important thing for people to do at least twice a year, at least twice a year. Exactly. Where can people find out more about you, um, your products that are, do you ship to Canada? That's one question I should ask.
2: That's a good question. We do ship to Canada. We have a distributor now who allows us to ship all over the world. Um, my websites are shivanigupta.com, S-H-I-V-A-N-I-G-U-P-T-A. My supplement company is Fusionary Formulas, F-U-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y, formulas.com. And then we are on Instagram by those names and all the you, you know social media channels, YouTube as well. And yeah, then just, I created a special code for your followers. Oh, excellent. Okay. It's the health hub equals 15% off for your listeners.
1: Okay. All right. I will put that in the show notes. If you could send that to me, that would be awesome. Um, sure. you're, I have just a, a quick question before we go. Your your seminar on longevity, is it is, is turmeric sort of the the key
2: piece in this or is it the inflammation side? The whole conference is on longevity. It'll be in Vegas. It's called A4M. And my talk is on curcumin for longevity from Ayurveda. And I'm only presenting on curcumin science. And it is it is fascinating to me. I, I completely nerd out on the science. I lose whole weekends because I, instead of building my presentation, I'm just reading, consuming, and digesting. And every time I just leave with my jaw dropped. And I'm like, if we just took this one spice, we would have a different life. And so that's why I'm so passionate about it. And I appreciate you, you giving me the space to share about this super spice that can help everyone. Well, thank you for
1: joining us. It's been a very informative show. I love to learn about products like this, you know, adding a supplement to, um, to your daily routine is not that difficult, but um, it, it is really interesting how this particular supplement, how, how a plant, a spice is just so pervasively healthy. So thank you so much for sharing all of your information and good luck at your conference. Thank you. Thanks so much, everybody. We will talk to you next week on the health hub.